0: Things in uh, somewhat of a chaotic state oh. here. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation oh. by the World oh. Wrestling Federation oh. into what happened oh. here tonight. And I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching. Deep Yassi. I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension two referee how much money on the plastic surgery how much money did he spend to pay the referee off when i turned around me gene they were identical identical Take it right. right here hold here it look is now. brother there. look at the shoulder That's the referee has paid off brother look at the hundred dollar bill falling out of this i know
1: you're disappointed my Hulk dog and vincent man jesse ass.
0: ventura <laughs> <and Bellamy. laughs> His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom,
1: who was on
0: crack! Hey, bro,
1: you listening to the sports dance. Hey, this will do some sports, man. Come on, now. You're listening to the sports show. You trash. You not hooping!
0: All right, Black, let's try this again Yes man, here we go, (laughs) third time's a charm Yeah, so the reason I say that is man We are trying to get this right man The power went out a couple of times As we were recording So we had this whole show going And the power went out So I think we are good to go And before you get your chuckle off We pay our light bills around here (laughs) Don't get your chuckle off You know what I'm saying Because we do pay Our light bills But once again man I'm your man Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. One of your favorite Sports artists Back in the building
1: And remember guys That I am here To give it to you Raw and uncut And it's your man Black Back in the building for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a lot to talk about, man. As uh, we all know that the NBA playoffs are underway. All right. What an action packed weekend for playoff basketball. We're recording on this great Sunday. And uh, right about now, we got the uh, Hawks and the Knicks uh playing some good playoff basketball and uh you know we're going to be talking about that game as well man but um black man how you doing man how's everything going for you how how did you enjoy this sports weekend a lot of sports out there this weekend
1: oh man it was crazy this weekend man i enjoyed every bit of it this was one of the weekends uh i wish i could have been sitting on my couch but i had to attend a few things uh on saturday so but it was cool but man, from from boxing to UFC, from playoff basketball, uh, it actually started with the play-in. Man, it Seemed like it, since the play-in started, it just sports is being cranked up, cranked up a notch. But I love it, man. I love it.
0: Yeah, same here, man. What a great weekend in sports. Great Saturday, great Sunday in sports. As I stated last week, man, this is my favorite time of the year. Uh, NBA playoff basketball, man. You get games every night. You get drama every night different series east west don't matter who man um just really looking forward to uh the activities uh in the nb of the nba playoffs all right so we're not gonna hold you guys too long but we're gonna gonna go ahead and jump right into the national basketball association black let's go ahead and get into it so like i said we have a lot a lot to talk about uh, with the nba playoffs man but let's back up a bit let's back up a bit before we get to uh game ones of these playoff series go back to the Mm play-in um black just what's your what what was your overall thoughts on the play-in we got uh i think we got about six games out of it um and just what was your thoughts man um just what the nba is trying to do with making the game more exciting, I mean, I think the best game, the best two games of the playoff was Lakers, Warriors, and Wars and Grizzlies.
1: Yeah. Other than was.
0: that, I mean, there was some smacking going on in these <laughs> other games. So, what's your thoughts just after seeing the plan and how it shaped up,
1: shaped shaped out? What do you think? Well, I wasn't a, I really wasn't a big fan of the plan, but you know, um, it gives us more basketball, you know, so uh, I, I was cool with it, but um between between the, the the Lakers and Warriors like you just stated between the Lakers and Warriors and the Grizzlies in the Warriors game man man those games were exciting they felt like playoff basketball mm-hmm. which they were cuz you playing for your playoff life to get playoff life to get in the playoffs so in those games man they bring the intensity like but the Pacers and uh <laughs> the Pacers and those other games the Wizards I was fine with the Wizards game too Wizards game wasn't bad Wizards you know, and Pacers? Played, no, yeah, Wizards and Pacers when yeah. they played to get in. Yeah. That game wasn't bad either, but, um, and then seeing what the Wizards went through early in the season to have to, to yeah. get an AFC. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So I, I, I enjoy watching them play as well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, no problem with with none of the play in, uh, games, the, the games that everybody had their eyes on. But, um, yeah, man, uh, Playoff was uh, really good
0: Yeah, the play-in, it was cool I mean, got some Debbie Downer games, man That Hornets and Wizards uh, Hornets and uh, Who do we get first? Hornets and Pacers game Was terrible to see the Hornets go out The way that they did was awful, man And then the Grizzlies and the Spurs They had a decent game then the Celtics smacking the Wizards Didn't expect the smack They beat them by 18 I guess Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum Had to remind us a little bit You know what I'm saying Even though they don't got Jalen Brown they're still a pretty good basketball I d- team I did call
1: a fizzy piece, right? You did. I did. Uh, yes, you did. But I, call, I called you, it in the loss. You did. You did call it. No, they won that game. I won. I said he'll have 50 with a loss. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you thought, yeah
0: we all picked uh, Washington to win. But, yeah, you did call that 50 spot, man. But, you know, I guess the highlighted games of the weekend, uh, well, of the play-in with the Lakers and the uh, Warriors, and that game was entertainment. At his highest level, man. And the big shot that LeBron James made uh, heard around the basketball world was Steph Mm Curry-like. The shot that LeBron hit, Steph Curry always hits those, and I found it tremendously funny the look that Steph Curry gave LeBron James when LeBron hit that shot. When LeBron was like, he couldn't see. Now, we all know LeBron would get his acting on that there on the court and sell it just a little bit, but I'm here for it. (laughs) I love it when it goes down like that. But um very intense game. Steph Curry came to play. Uh the Lakers turned it on in the fourth quarter and uh got the win, man, but it was it was very uh very exciting with that game. And that set up the Golden State Warriors facing the Memphis Grizzlies to get into the playoffs on this past Friday night. Now, I've been accused falsely by the way of being this Steph Curry hater. I don't, that, that they say that I don't appreciate Stefan Wardell Curry. I've been blamed throughout the season that somehow, way, I despise Steph Curry. Folks, I'm gonna say it again that that is the furthest from the truth. I love Steph Curry. I appreciate Steph Curry. He is a top 10 player in NBA history in my opinion when it's all said and done. But I am not. Letting Steph Curry slide this sweet and y'all know what I'm talking about Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors at home lost to John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies to get into the playoffs now everybody around the world except big Kendrick Perkins predict the Warriors to beat the Grizzlies big perk was the only person that said Memphis was going to beat the Warriors. It was an absolute atrocity mm. that Steph Curry lost to Ja Morant. I ain't disrespecting Ja Morant. This is a great, young, talented player that will be a superstar in this league. Ja Morant is like a combination of like John Wall, Russell Westbrook, and yeah, I can't think about it, but he's just this freakish athletic <coughs> point guard, you know, who just has all these tools. But you didn't expect Dylan Brooks and John Morant to beat Draymond Green, who played awful, and Steph Curry. Now, did Steph play awful? No, he didn't. But Smooth said it last week. Shout out to our NBA correspondent Smooth. He said it last week. When the games are on the line, when the games are the bigs, and when it's time for Steph to do his thing. Now, this is coming from a Warriors alleged fan and Smooth. He's an allegedly a Warriors fan. He said, Steph, don't show up. And I said before that game tipped off, tipped off and I'm going kick it to you, Black. I said, there's no way Steph Curry loses to John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. They'll get into the playoffs and face the Utah Jazz. But I was wrong. Overtime, L, Steph Curry goes home. But this man is still celebrated. Now, there's a certain somebody, I'm not going to mention his name. If it would have been him, if it would have been him, They probably would have burnt the arena to the ground that the hate that he would have been facing if this would have happened to him. Now, I'm not going to mention his name. Y'all probably got a good idea who I'm talking about. He has a beard and he wears number 23. Now, Black, what are your thoughts on Stephon Curry losing to John Moran and got sent home? And before you go, when I look up, Steph Curry was on Instagram Live with J. Cole Hours after the loss, yucking it up about, oh, I'm in the offseason early. But y'all cool with that. I ain't see no coverage on that. All you fanboys out there with Steph Curry, I ain't see none of y'all say anything about that. Let that would have been LeBron and Drake on IG Live after the Lakers got sent home. And he would have been saying them same words. But like, what you got on Wardell going home by jaw?
1: Well, um, I was able to watch this game, and And I, I just knew... I was just waiting for Steph to like turn it on and get his team, make the plays down the stretch that uh John Morant did. And Dylan yeah. Brooks did. Yeah. And it never happened. Huh. So I'm looking at John Morant, I'm looking at this kid. This kid got a taste of the play in last year. Mm-hmm. So he kinda knows, well, man, I'm in this playing. I got a chance to do something I didn't do last year. My mindset is going to be and go and make these plays down the stretch. And the kid did that. And he did it with the same move. The floater in the middle. The floater in the middle. Three times. He made all three buckets. And I'm looking for a response from Steph. Uh, what's going on? I, I know that the double teams and everything was coming. But you have to make the right decision for your team. You find the open man. You don't force Do what you have to do. Now, game was very entertaining. Shout out to Memphis. This is my thing, D. And I asked this question when I got to work the next morning. Very tired from watching <laughs> the game the night before. <laughs> why don't we as basketball fans? Well, I'm just go ahead and say this. Why do people why doesn't the LeBron haters? I'm mm. going to say his name. Okay. Why why don't the LeBron haters hold the other superstars accountable for their short shortcomings like they do LeBron James? You wanna know why? This is what hold I was on, told. Hold on, hold on. Hold, oh, on, my on, bad. hold, on, hold on, on. Because as you stated, D, if that was LeBron James, it would have been hell raised all over the world. Sure. But you want one? You want to know one thing? I do know. Mm-hmm. If you put LeBron James on that on that on that Warriors team with Draymond Green, that's a dub. Mm. Talk about it. I don't know if you guys just happen to be on social media and see the meme that uh, they got going out there with LeBron James, with Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith <laughs> <laughs> going against going going against Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. <laughs> in the finals now you're telling me that war now you're telling me that Warriors teams it was worse than that one and LeBron find a way to get that team to a finals to the finals to the finals you gotta be held accountable yes speak on it you wanna put players a like Steph Curry I'm not hating on you Steph Curry you do your thing you still are me But you got to be whole on the pedestal, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) All these other superstars that come up short and we want to put in the same echelon with LeBron James. Got to be held accountable just like y'all will hold LeBron James accountable. Absolutely. So don't come to me with no no BS LeBron talk if you're not going to hold Stephen Wardell Curry responsible for not getting a bubble. Because you know what? If LeBron James was in that situation, he would have been in the playoffs. Getting ready to go play the Utah Jazz at 930 on Sunday. So all you LeBron haters, let's be fair here. Just don't be biased. Let's be real basketball fans. And let's call a spade a spade, bro other superstar that you want to recognize with LeBron James needs to be held accountable. I'm sick of the narrative when it comes to LeBron James. And we need to stop this conversation. Cuz you know what LeBron James is 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 responsible for? Some of the best basketball you've watched this past decade.
0: No doubt. No doubt.
1: No doubt. So let's let's not do this. Steph Curry, this is on you, bro. This is on you. Yeah. You have to do you have to get your team over the over the over the hump by any means necessary. You a superstar, you gotta be you wanna be held accountable as a superstar. So Steph Curry, this is this is a bad look for you. And it's so crazy how it's just crickets after the game, man. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we want to see Lakers you know what the you know what the topic was, and I'm gonna kick it to you, i I'm sorry. No, no, you know no, what the topic cool. was? What's that? Oh man, LeBron hit a lucky shot. Oh Steph yeah, Curry just yeah. Did Steph Curry just lose. Yeah, we still talking about LeBron James lucky shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, we talking about Steph Curry losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Maybe you can explain it. I don't. I I don't know. I hey, just look. I was just thinking about that after. You know, everything came down from them losing to Memphis, and I said, you know what. It's crickets. No one is talking about Steph Curry losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. And we're still talking about LeBron James' lucky three-point shot to win the game against the Warriors. Yeah, they cop him, please.
0: <laughs> they cop and please. People tell me, oh, he ain't have enough help. K- Steph was out there doing 95% of the offense throughout the what season. Was- I mean, this is what they just been saying. And my whole thing is when I started Ooh. this Steph Curry conversation when Clay went down and KD left, I said, why does Steph Curry, a former back-to-back league MVP, one of the first unanimous MVP in league history, three-time NBA champion, why does he not, best shooter ever, why is he not held accountable like LeBron Raymond James? When you look at superstars in this league, who are the top two faces in the NBA? The top two faces are LeBron and Steph Curry. Those are the two most recognizable faces in the NBA. No one else comes before those two men. But the one thing I hate, that y'all cop pleas for Steph, but then you gun down LeBron. It don't make sense. And I know it's like, oh, D and Black, they're homers, they're juicers, they're gonna ride for LeBron. Like, no matter what, that's fine. Y'all can say what y'all want to say, but these are facts. Mm -hmm. When Steph Curry got sent home by the ninth-seeded Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant, he was on Instagram Live with J. Cole two hours after the loss laughing about having his offseason started early. But no, there was no coverage on that. None, of y'all, All y'all let that slide. But let that would have been LeBron sitting somewhere with Drake doing that. Let that would have been LeBron losing in a play-in game and missing the playoffs like that. Y'all would have catastrophized him. And I don't even know if that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not going to sit here no more with this. I just wanted to bring it up. It it was me and Black's duty to speak on this because all y'all out there, oh, man, Steph was under man. He had to get the, you know, bulk of the offense throughout the year. There was nobody around. Shut up. He lost. He lost. In one game to make the playoffs. He can't win that game against a bunch of kids? Not not minimizing the Grizzlies' talents, but they're kids. And Draymond Green played awful. Steph Curry didn't get it done. Steve Kerr can't coach. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not letting it slide. Now, if anybody want to holler at me, Cool. You know where you can find me. Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. And if you know me personally, hit my line. That was an abomination in an egregious, egregious, egregious situation with John Morant sending Wardell home early. And that's all I got to say about that. Y'all holla at me if y'all have anything to talk about when it regards to that. All right, man, we're going to transition. I love it because I know they steaming. <laughs> you know they I know is, they bro. steaming. Everything <laughs> that we just said, I know they steaming, man. But yeah, let's go ahead and transition, man, into the first weekend of the playoffs. Very excited, man. As I keep saying, this is my favorite time of year. Black, let's start off with the first game of the day of the weekend. Probably the best game of the weekend. The Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks getting the win and they... <laughs> Physical, physical game 109, 107 In overtime Black, let's just talk about the physicality That we've seen in this game And then we can break down the game Just just what's your thoughts on just the physical nature of this ball game Between these two clubs
1: Oh, uh, crazy man <laughs> Yeah It was crazy to watch Like I call you, I was like D, man, this that Milwaukee and Miami game was crazy Yeah Like... <laughs> I promise you, man, all you see in that game, because it's, it's so into it, all you see is arm hands on hips, mm-hmm. heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. These boys giving it all in this series. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the playoffs you're supposed to. But, sure. man, this thing is at a different type of level. Yeah, You know, like Miami and Milwaukee are going to go at it yeah. in this series, man. This is not going to be a easy cakewalk. Like, the physicality in this game is... <laughs> It looked like it's basketball from back in the 80s. I mean, bodies on the floor. You know, elbows being... It's it's, it's crazy to watch, but I love it for basketball. Mm -hmm. And I love how the referees refereed this game. They knew it was going to be a lot of nip, nip, and tuck, physical-type game, so they not calling little nippy-knack stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that about the game uh, on Saturday, that they that the refs, man, let them boys play it out and let the outcome be what it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, man, did these two teams have history from last year in the bubble. Uh, the Heat sent Milwaukee home. Giannis got hurt in this series, could not perform. I believe the Heat beat them uh, in five, I think. Five or? Yeah. Beat him in five. I think they beat him in five. And um, I know the Bucks when they got this matchup, were looking forward to this. But just a couple of takeaways uh, from this game. Number one, the physicality, man, was it was almost refreshing, man. I mean, these guys were going to war. I mean, Jimmy and Bam with Giannis and and P.J. Tucker and Drew Holiday. I mean, just a back and forth haymaker after haymaker, especially getting late into these games. And when we got to the fourth quarter, the story started to really tell uh, itself with Giannis once again missing free throws in the fourth quarter. I believe he left six points on the board. This game shouldn't even went to overtime if Giannis hits these free throws. Giannis suffered a freak injury uh, early in the fourth quarter where it seemed like his uh, left arm and shoulder or elbow was compromised. But we know Giannis is tough. He's going to grind out. He stayed in the game. Miami took full opportunity. And Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and and Gordon Dragic, they just made him pay. They just made him pay and got this game back close. And I started thinking to myself once again, Here's a dilemma with the Bucks: Who's going to step up and have the offense late in the game? Who's going to score from the perimeter? Because we know it's not Giannis. Well, once again, Chris Middleton showed some type of effort of making $100 million. Now, I've been critical of Chris Middleton, who's a very nice complimentary player to a superstar. But he came through late. hitting a big, big wing shot to put the Bucs up to get the win uh, in Game One, but this series is back and forth. I want to go back right before overtime, find a possession. Giannis can't let Jimmy Butler run by him and get a layup and force that to OT. I'm sitting there like, wow. I had to look at the, the the play again and say, was that Giannis who got blown by with Jimmy getting an easy layup? Like this is th- these are the things about Giannis that's gon- that are causing concern. To see can the Bucs really make a deep run? If you're a premier defender like Giannis onto the Kumpo, you body Jimmy Butler and you f- make him go to the line. That's what you do in the playoffs. And Giannis did not do that. Easy breezy layup for Butler to force the OT. Luckily for the Bucks, Chris Middleton got that late shot. Got them game one uh bucks up uh one-nothing uh in this series. Black, do you think we see more physicality in this series? I mean, I I I think this series is going seven games. I know you got it in six games, but after watching game one, are you prepared to change your mind about this being a potential seven-game series?
1: Um, No, I'm not prepared to change my mind uh, just yet on that. But my thing with this basketball game is, Giannis, you got to be better, man. We just praise you how you start coming along towards the end of the season getting ready to go in the playoffs. And you, you just didn't look like it. Uh, Miami bothered you. Miami bothered you. That's what it was. Miami seems like they have the recipe of getting you out of you know what you comfortable doing and, and 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 that's what's happening with Giannis. You you have to Giannis, you have to be better. We got something has to get figured out for the Bucks. I feel like the Bucs were supposed to come in here and make a have a statement win against Miami. Coming off losing to them in 5. Come Giannis, you coming off being hurt, not being able to be there for your team in the bubble. You were hurt. You couldn't you couldn't be there for your team. You got hurt early in the series. This is the perfect opportunity for you to come out and make a statement. And you couldn't do that. Not no disrespect on Miami. But I'm am I'm 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 thinking about what we should be seeing, D. We should be seeing Giannis, who consider one of those players they consider in the same echelon as LeBron James. We should see you come out and have statement games. And Put your imprint on that on those basketball games, Giannis. You missed six free throws down the stretch, bro. You can't. You cannot do that, Giannis. When the play needed to be played at at the rim, you was getting it swatted out of here by Jimmy Butler, yeah, and falling on the ground. What's going on, my guy? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, like.
1: I just think the Bucks need to regroup and figure some things out when it comes to Miami. I feel like they still could win this, win this in six. But they always say the first ones is the hardest, some of the hardest ones. For game bruh. ones are the hardest games. See, so games ones always the hardest one, But hopefully they could put something together and figure something out where they can still win this in six. But if you let Miami come in here tomorrow and get game two, oh, uh oh, uh oh, like Miami not gonna quit. So y'all gonna have to step on their throat if y'all wanna advance. Just like they stepped on y'all throat in the bubble. Y'all have to show up. Y'all have to show up. Giannis, you I don't I don't need to get 18 points, 20 points here. You need to have 30 or more averaging against the Miami Heat. I know it's gonna be difficult, but that's what you should be giving us, Mr. Superstar. Back to back MVP. So yeah, man, I'm still I'm still gonna say Bucks and Six. But uh, Milwaukee has to be Milwaukee has to be better all around. Defensively, they didn't like you, like you said, with Jimmy Butler going by Giannis That that's does that does not that doesn't supposed to happen. And then defensively, they wasn't uh, switching the way they needed to. Goran Goran just had his way. He had twenty. He had twenty seven points. He just did what he wanted to, do getting into the paint, mm-hmm. using the floater, shooting shooting the three. He did what he wanted to do. So, Milwaukee, you have to be better. Or you're going to find yourself in a doll fight, which is going to be. But, like I said, if this goes seven, it's a wrap for the Bucks. It cannot go seven. It has to go six. But I feel like Milwaukee still can get that done. Yeah, this is going to be a nip and
0: tuck, hard fought, stone cold versus The Rock (laughs) Round one of the uh, playoffs. And um, I agree with most of what you said, but I do disagree with a couple things. I just think for Giannis, for what he's up against the Miami Heat, are tailor-made for the style of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see this. Giannis had 26 and 18. Against anybody else, that's an easy win. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Heat ain't quitting. Jimmy Butler, Bam, Drogic, the addition of Trevor Ariza is just paying dividends for the Heat. It's pay- And you saw it yesterday with the addition of Trevor Reyes. So I picked the Bucs in seven, but I would not be surprised in the least bit if the Miami Heat win this series. I think the Heat will win game two because they have to. They have to win game two. But if I'm the Bucs, I'm doing everything in my power to go up to before I got to go to South Beach. Mm-hmm. Because when they get down to Miami... It's going to be a different type of energy down there. And the Milwaukee Bucks, I don't think they can afford to go back 1-1. They can't. I can see Miami winning two games in Miami. Mm -hmm. This team went to the finals last year. So let's keep that in mind. So to me, this is the best series. This is the best series of the first round, east or west, is the Bucks in the heat. Looking forward to see how that continues uh, to drag out. All right, my boy. Next up on the slate, game two uh, of yesterday, of uh, this weekend's playoffs, you had the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Dockich getting the win in LA over the Los Angeles Clippers, 113 to 103. And my, 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 I don't think anybody saw this coming as well as the Clippers have been playing late in the season until they tanked to not play the Lakers in the first round. They end up getting Dallas. Yeah, I said it. They tanked. They set everybody down because they didn't want to play L.A. in the first round. Yeah. But now, they up, They down 0-1 to Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Black, what did you see in yesterday's game with a,
1: let's call it what it is, piss-poor performance by the Los Angeles Clippers? Yeah, man. Uh, piss-poor f- performance. I was... <laughs> I, I was talking to you as this game was going on. So I was getting some of the what was happening with you on yeah. the phone. So I didn't get to see a lot of it. But what I did, when I did get to watch some of it, um, the Mavericks are supposing they will. Uh, this guy, uh, Finley, I can't think of his name. It's not, I don't think it's Finley. Um, for Dallas? For Dallas, the guy who hit the three, like five, three, five or six threes in this game, number 10. I cannot think of his name off the top of my head. He was on. He was on, and Luca was finding him, but it looked Vinny Smith. Vinny Smith. I'm sorry, Finny. Finny Smith. Yeah, this guy showed up to play basketball. When the ball came his way, he was jacking, not even hesitate. Eighteen points. You know, so and Luca, Luca was finding him, and look, man, I don't know how many times I have to. We got to sit here. We just apologized to this man last week. <laughs> In the Clippers, you disgust me because you just had to deal with him in the bubble. You thought you'd be, you, you would think you would be a little more smarter than what you were on Saturday playing this guy. You just had to deal with him in the bubble, and now you came in, now you come in and lay the egg, thinking you gonna get an easy way trying to tank. Yeah, I said it too. Yeah, they did. You got Luca down here, big body, and Patrick Beverly, Sandy too small. I said boy, you're too small, boy. Like uh, the Clippers, you, you need to figure this out. We need to figure this out. This is going to be a, this. The, this is another one that could potentially be a drag out dogfight series. I don't. Be, I don't believe the Pacers beat them in five games. Uh, the who? I. I don't think. The the, I don't. I mean. I don't think Clippers. Uh, the Clippers beat them in five games like they did in the bubble. I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. You know. So I'm. I'm excited about this series. Looking at everything that's going on. But the one thing that concerns me with the Mavericks, they got the win. They got out of there with that win. Luka Dawkins cannot score two points in the second half of that basketball game. I mean, in, in the fourth quarter. He ended up he ended up with 30 points.
0: 31, 10, and 11. Yeah,
1: 31, and ten. He scored one point in the fourth. That's what it was. I'm sorry. He scored one point in the fourth. That cannot happen. Because game two, Luka, we're going to need you. Because... The Clippers are going to show up in game two and yeah, yeah, be try ready. to get game two. They're going to be ready to rock and roll. And you score on one point, that cannot be done. So Dallas, Dallas just have to make some adjustments. The Clippers uh, also have to make adjustments as well because you can't go down You can't go down 2-0 against this Dallas team going back to Texas, going mm-hmm. back to Dallas. You can't do that. You cannot do that. But shout out to the Mavs, man, for winning, winning game one. The Clippers – Y'all just need to be ashamed of y'allself, bro. I don't have a whole lot more to say about the Clippers because it is what it is, bro, with them.
0: Yeah, same old story, just a different series. Same two teams. Luka Doncic has his way once again with the Los Angeles Clippers. There's no one on this team that can stop him, contain him. They can do anything with him. Luka stops Luka. The difference in this game was three point shooting. The Dallas Mavericks just were superior from three over the Los Angeles Clippers. That's what. This game came down to was three-point shooting. If you watch the game and you see how the Clippers, Kawhi came out locked in. Kawhi Leonard was locked in. Big-time dunk over the Mavs. You see him, PG, and Moore screaming at the guy who uh, Kawhi dunked on. I mean, the momentum was there. And it looked like early on, like, wow, you see the difference between Ty DNA and Doc Rivers' DNA on this team. But that quickly went away. Luka went stupid in the second quarter. He just went dumb in the second quarter and so did his teammates. Raining threes, getting rebounds. They just looked exceptional offensively in the second quarter, and they separated separated themselves from the Clippers. Paul George, what's up? You finished with 23, 24 points, but what's up? At this point, like you, you doing all this in the second quarter, but I didn't even hear your name called in the second half. Mm. Playoff P, as you told us to call you. It's like right on schedule. Paul uh, uh, Paul George just evaporates from the Clippers. I know Kawhi Leonard is pissed. When Kawhi Leonard goes back and watches tape, Paul George is passing the ball, not being aggressive in the first quarter. Kawhi Leonard is locked in. He's Luke Kennard. He, I mean, you got different players getting this team active, and it fizzles out so quickly. But it's a testament to the Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle who gets stepped known as one of the better coaches in the NBA. Every time I say Rick Carlisle is the top five coach in the league, I get laughed at. I get laughed at. The Dallas Mavericks are only one other player away from possibly being in the Western Conference Finals or completing in the NBA Finals. One more piece away. But they have exceptional coaching, great shooting, a superstar talent, a complimentary superstar and a complimentary star and Christophe Porzingis. If he can stay healthy. This team is gonna be around. They're not going nowhere. And the Clippers better get their act together. They're gonna to be down 0-2 going back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And all the Mavericks got to do is get one game in Texas, and by God, we're gonna be doing another special edition on the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> So, all in all, this game came down to three-point shooting. The Mavericks were the better three-point shooting team. But if you look at the Clippers in the second half, it's like, my God, where's the effort? Where's the intensity? Y'all got embarrassed last year. Montrez Harrell left your team. Lou Williams is not on your team anymore. You revamped the team new head coach. And Ty Lue. And it, they just let the same old Clippers in the second half, going down Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Well done, Well done by the Mavs. Great victory. Shout out to Coach Carlisle. And Luka Doncic for getting the job done. Dallas Mavericks are up one-nothing. Game two uh Monday night. Uh, I believe it's 10 o'clock on uh TNT. All right, we're gonna move on to the third game. Of the night And this game was more entertaining Than I expected to be Talking about the Boston Celtics And the Brooklyn next game One in Brooklyn Brooklyn getting the win 104-93 to But Black Did the Boston Celtics Come to hoop or what? They started off the game on fire Until Kevin Durant said Nah, nah Let's cut the lights off in the gym I'm ready to go home Black, what'd you think about uh game one, Nets and Celtics last night?
1: Uh very entertaining game. I yeah, I yeah. think uh Brad Stevens, right? That's the head coach. Yeah, Brad yeah. Stevens, he had the perfect he had the perfect game plan. Defensively tighten everything up, score the ball, you know, get Tatum the ball, let him make a play. And it was working. Mm-hmm. It was working. They had <laughs> they had the Nets rat right where they wanted them. I mean, until until the explosion in the third and going into the fourth. And, and when you can't consistently score again with the nets it's going to be a long it's going to be a long night the boston celtics was getting it done in the first half but they couldn't keep it going towards the, the end of the third going into the fourth and like you said Kevin Durant just woke up and ran wild yeah and Kyrie throwing in another 29 27 29 points yeah you know to go along with that like you have to be able to score to beat the brooklyn nets I know defensively you can bother them. You know they may may take some bad shots or wh- what it whatever it may be. But you have to be consistently scoring the ball. And Tatum wasn't that. Tatum had 22 points. He was six. He was six for 20 uh, and uh, nine for 11 from free throw. You got to be more. You got to give me more than 22 points playing the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant 32 points, 10 for 25, 11 for 12 at the free throw. You have to do more than that. Points per quarter. Uh, you, Boston you gave me 21 points in the first quarter You gave me 32 in the second quarter You gave me 20 You gave me 20 in the third To the next 31 And then you gave me 20 in the uh 20 in the fourth to, to the next 28 You have to be better than that We got to be able to score the basketball We know that Boston can We know Boston can play defense Boston has always been a good defensive team but if you can't you can't score and get people involved or or Tatum take takes over a game you're not going to beat the Nets. It started nice D, but then the floodgates opened. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all to say about this game. The floodgates opened. Boston did what they could and it and, and it didn't hold up. So hopefully right. You know Brad Stevens and T- those guys can figure something out going into Game Two because I believe Boston could can, can get a game or two against Brooklyn Nets. They just have to. Jason Tatum just gonna have to be all world, and I believe the kid can. But um, shout out to Brooklyn man on getting uh getting Game One man. Game Two, I believe Game Two is going to be very very entertaining. Um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I feel differently. I think Game Two is going to be a blowout. I think Brooklyn's going to blow Boston out. And I'm watching game one, and you're waiting for the eruption of the offense with the Nets, and it didn't happen until midway through the third quarter. If you watch the first or second half of the game, Durant was missing everything. Harden seemed a little out in sync with the team. Kyrie was picking his spots. They just weren't clicking. Joe Harris was missing open threes. Nobody was clicking in that first half. Tatum played pretty good. Kemba started off early before he got in foul trouble. They needed a third score. Marcus Smart hit a couple big threes in the first half to keep this game close. Boston went into halftime with the lead of this uh, of this game, but everybody was waiting on what in everybody was waiting on what eventually happened. That was an offensive explosion from the Nets. And midway through the third quarter, Kevin Durant said, "All right, bro, let's get this over with. Let's go." And they start going off. Kyrie followed. James Harden followed. I mean, if you look at their numbers, Kyrie, Durant, and Irvin were the uh, only three players to have, well, Joe Harris had 10 points to have double figures in this game. If you're going to beat the Brooklyn Knicks, Boston Celtics, or even compete, Jason Tatum got an average 30. Kemba Walker got an average 25. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart got to give you 15. Al Fournier got to give you 15. They're going to need four people to produce those type of numbers to hang with those three guys. And like you said, black like defensively, yeah, Boston played real good defense. Um, in the first half of that game. But I think Brooklyn's figured it out now. I think Boston just don't don't have enough. They don't have firepower offensively. And Brooklyn knows that. I think this next game, we're just going to see Brooklyn come out, pedal to the metal, like just going nuts on Boston. I'd be surprised if this game is competitive in game two. Mm. You can see the development of Jason Tatum. You can see him getting better dribble by the dribble. But against this team, this is the wrong team to try to get better against and Boston gave all they had, and they still lost by almost 10. Mm. This game will be worse in game two. I really I really have this as a sweep. I just don't see Boston getting the game. I just don't see them getting the game. Unless Tatum can average 30, Kimball can average 25, Smart can give you 15, or Fournette can give you 15. That's the only way, and I just don't see that happening. Mm. So, value effort by Boston last night in game one, I like what I saw, but let's just keep it real, folks. This is going to be a very, very short series, and the Brooklyn Nets will be heading to the second round probably by Sunday. Probably by Sunday they'll be in the second round. All right, let's go to the final game on Saturday night. Had the Portland Trailblazers taking care of that business. Dame Lillard, Dame Timon once again in the fourth quarter, 123-109 portland leads that series one game to nothing over the denver nuggets this was the late game so black what did you what do you think about uh game one of portland and denver
1: uh very entertaining game and they, and they was like okay get out of the way
0: yeah enough is enough
1: enough is <laughs> enough is enough but very very entertaining game man uh the joker looked real good 30 30 throwing in 34 point 34 points and um what does his number was i'm sorry um he had 34 and 16 rebounds uh one assist he was 14 for 27 and 3 for 7 from 3 uh and then you got 25 points from uh you got 25 points from Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. You know and and then you got and then you throw it in a 16 Aaron Gordon gave you 16 The problem here is uh the uh Denver's bench. You 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 got nothing literally the most point you got from their bench was uh was 10 points by a point guard Morris. I'm not sure who that is. Mm-hmm. That's the most points you got on the bench. You got a whopping seven points, a whopping three points, and that'll do you <laughs> on the bench. So that's not going to beat the Portland Trailblazers when you have a guy like Damien Little, C.J. McCullough, and then you got Melo coming off the bench, giving you 18 points off the bench. Big shots uh, in, in critical time for Melo. I knew, And I was saying it. I said – Melo is going to have an impact on this series because mm-hmm. there's no one there to guard Melo or worry about Melo. Yeah, I said I seen I seen Melo averaging anywhere from 18 to the 20 range in this series, and that could be the that's going to be the difference in the game. And then you have Dame just doing what Dame does when he takes games over, and that's what he did in this game. I really think I really think Denver needs to get more help. Joker's not going to win this series. Joker and Michael Porter Jr. is not going to win this series by themselves. They need. Help from the the other players They need help from the other players If you don't get that We could be seeing Denver go home early We could see them go home early I had Portland winning this series I had them winning this series And they took a step last night Into getting this series But uh, shout out to Portland man Dame showed up and did what he's supposed to do man, To get his team over the hump
0: Yeah like you said the difference in this game was the bench Denver has nothing On the bench when Carmelo Anthony comes in and gives you 18 point, 18 points, Anthony Simons comes in and gives you another 14 points. That's that's double what the most points the bench player for the Nuggets had. <laughs> Let's not even talk about Dame Lillard going slap crazy in the fourth quarter finish out the game with 34 points. CJ McCollum with another 21, Nurkic with a 16, now Norman Powell another 10. They had six players in double figures. Mm-hmm. Complete team win by Portland and Denver Nuggets fans, what is wrong with y'all booing Carmelo Anthony? I get hmm. it's the playoffs, I get it's an opposing team. But dog, y'all want to shine on Melo like that? And in return, he bop 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 bop. <laughs> Let that thing go on y'all, man. Melo said, okay, I smell like that. shit." y'all y'all want to boo me? Okay, triple after triple after triple. Three to the dome. I'm like, oh my god, y'all better chill on Melo, man and complete team win by portland look man when you look at portland this is an nba finals team mm-hmm. this is a nba finals team they have a great backcourt they have bigs they have bench players they have good coaching it's just a matter can they piece it together this is a dangerous team in these playoffs they're very very dangerous and i got them i got them beating the nuggets in six games I'm gonna give. I'm gonna get the Nuggets two games. They miss Jamal Murray greatly. They do. They miss him. And, and, and you show. saw it last night. Even though Porter's playing well, Aaron Gordon gave you 16. Nah, they Aaron Gordon and Porter ain't finna knock off them boys. Now Joker just gonna have to get slapped crazy. Is he capable of averaging 40? Yes, he is. He is capable. But I think at the end of the day, Portland's just a better team. They got game one. Can Portland get game two? I think they can I think they can And then boy Things gonna get real funky then mm-hmm. Because your potential MVP Might get swept in the first round Man, Man. And that's a possibility <laughs> This is a bad year To be the MVP in the NBA <laughs> Cause Steph Curry Ain't made the playoffs Joker might get swept You might as well Give it to Joel Embiid <laughs> Just give it to Embiid Cause it's like He, he gonna be alright At least he gonna make it To the it's... second round At least he'll get To the second round <laughs> <laughs> But look, man, complete team win by Portland, man. Very impressed by them. This is a dangerous team going forward in the playoffs. All right, man, so we're currently watching uh, the Knicks and the Hawks, and the Knicks are back in it. I think it's 4-4, 43 in the second quarter in Madison Square Garden. They say the crowd is roaring. We can't hear it because we have the TV on mute. But everything I'm seeing coming through my phone, they say Madison Square Garden is rocking, man. It's rocking, man. So, good to see the Knicks uh, back in the playoffs, man. But before we get to that game, Black, let's go ahead and start with the first game of the day, man, in Philadelphia, man. We had the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers game one of their series. Philly holds on 125-118. to A back-and-forth game here. Of course, we know the Wizards are not going to back down. They're not going to be punked. Anyway, any way, shape or form with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Black, what are your thoughts on game one of the 76ers and the Wizards today?
1: Um, just a great team win by the Philadelphia 76ers. A few numbers from this game. Um, what we got, Wizards. We got 33 points from Bradley Beal. He does what he does. Russell Westbrook, you cannot give me 16 points. No. You cannot give me 16 points coming off a game you just had to get that eighth seed. Yep. You, cannot, you cannot do that. Uh you got you got twelve. You, you throw in another another twelve uh, from uh I can't even pronounce the guy, the kid's name. Hafkamura. Hafkamura. Twelve from him. <laughs> uh uh Lean. Twelve another twelve. You got fourteen from you got you got almost you got some production off of your bench as well. Yeah, they did. But you you Russell Westbrook, you're the key here. We know what we're gonna get from Bradley Bill. In the playoffs every year, when you're on the team, we always say what Russell what Russell Westbrook is going to give you, and you always disappear. You were nowhere to be found when this game when this game mattered. You were nowhere to be found, and uh, the the Seventy Sixers took advantage of that. Shout out to Tobias Tobias Harris. Put in that word. Put in that word, 37 points. We were just talking, D was just talking, just raving yeah. about the Sixers and everything they got around in B. Yeah, man. And Tobias Harris is a perfect, perfect example of that. The kid had a playoff high, 37 points against the Wizards. Yeah. And this is going to continue. The Wizards, I, I mean, the 76ers look different. They do. They look different. Like, it's not like you expect, oh, they're go, they going to, sl-. you expect the 76ers to win now. You expect them to be, with, with Doc Rivers being the coach and then the shooting and everything around them, this could potentially be, if Wessel if Westbrook can't get it together, this could potentially be an easy series Yeah, for the 76ers. And we're going to be able to see how dominant they are. True. So shout out to the 76ers on getting game one, man, uh, getting it done. Shout out to Tobias Harris again on the big, uh, a big day with 37 points.
0: Yeah, a great back-and-forth battle between Philly and... And, uh, and the Wizards today, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Bradley Beal came to hoop. He came to hoop, but Russell Westbrook kind of left him out there hanging. He kind of mm-hmm. left him out there hanging. Um, I, I, I appreciate the Wizards' attitude and effort. And I, I, all, they just look like a tough team on the floor. I appreciate that. This gonna be a this this over in five games. I'm a, I'm not gonna disrespect Westbrook and Bill, but it's over in five games. Even though Ben Simmons only scored 16 points, the man had 18 rebounds and 18 assists. Mm. He scored six points. I didn't even look at that, D. But All he went right. nuts. Defensively, he bothered us. He bothered us defensively. This- well, you got your shooters. <laughs> Danny Green, Seth Curry, giving you 11 and 15, Tobias with 37, and B with another 30. This is the recipe that I was talking about last week. Now, do I need Ben Simmons to at least give me 15? Yes, I do. But man, he had 15 and 15, and 18 and 18 won them. I'm like, my God. And then you picking up uh, Bradley Bill and um, Russell Westbrook? That's heavy duty, but Y'all don't wanna give him no respect for that. Y'all wanna dis Y'all wanna diss Simmons on that first team All-NBA, the best defensive guard in this league. But we don't get respect for that because he had six points. But you didn't watch the game. Watch the game and show me if you've seen the difference between Ben Simmons and how he was locking up the perimeter. Mm-hmm. While Tobias Harris and Jordan B was eating. So I got this series over in five games. Great back and forth matchup. Love the energy. You gotta think the Wizards are gonna come back game two. And just go nuts, you know, try to get this game before they go back to Washington and tie this thing up 1 1. But, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, let's transition into the second game of the day. Our Los Angeles Lakers took on the Phoenix Suns in game one of the Western Conference NBA playoffs. Los Angeles, home of the greatest friends. In sports, the LA Lakers and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Lakers, the di- All right, man. So game one did not go as planned for the Los Angeles Lakers faithful. Um, let's just dive right into it, man. And Black, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick this one off, man. I'm going to kick this one off. I told Black I wasn't going to do it. I told him I wasn't going to do it, man, but I'm just looking at these numbers, and it's pissing me off. Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. I need to holler at you real quick. Now, Anthony Davis, if I didn't watch the game today, And I was out doing something else And I called Black And I said hey Black man Didn't see Get a chance to watch the game today What did Anthony Davis do today And if Black would have told me That you Marshawn Had 13 points 2 assists and 7 rebounds In 39 minutes (laughs) I would have told Black Boy you a liar Boy you a liar But unfortunately I cannot tell Black That he is a liar Because that is The truth Marshawn, do you not realize we're in the playoffs? I watched you doing a press conference, talk all big and bad of what you're prepared to do and what you're feeling like and what, the, what it's going to be in this series with the uh, Phoenix Suns. And you were poo poo. Mm. No aggressiveness, no intensity, lackadaisical effort from you, Anthony. And I love you, man. I do. But I'm not letting this slide. People always say, De'Anne Black, they ain't never, they they don't never keep it real when it comes to Lakers. Well, we keeping it real today. This was pathetic. Why every time I look up at my TV, what's the big man, De'Andre Ayton just giving you that work and you didn't even return the favor? DeAndre 8 would have had his 21 and whatever, but Anthony Davis, you would have had 30 and 12. I would have been like, yeah, 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 he played all right, but we got him. But I can't say that. Frankie V. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up with this piss poor lineup? What you doing, Frankie? You a championship coach. We've been here before. Why are we putting that offense? Why are we putting that the offensive lineup that's stalling? Huh? Drummond, you cannot be a starter no longer. Andre Drummond. He doesn't fit with the lineup with AD, LeBron, KCP, Kuzma. He don't fit. We gotta get trans in there with AD. They work. I never thought I'd say this, but we gotta get Marcus all back on the floor to space the floor. We gotta figure out a lineup for Drummond. Drawing can be effective on the offensive end, but he just ain't effective down there with Anthony Davis. And I saw this coming. I ain't going to lie. I saw it in the play in game. I'm not going to lie. I saw it while LeBron was. Out. I saw it. I saw it, but I ignored it because I said when LeBron came back, things would be better. They were not better today. Kyle Kuzma, what are you doing? Did you play basketball today? I'm sitting here trying to check your stats. you supposed to be the sixth man on my team. You had a whopping zero points. Ooh. Kyle Kuzma, you gave me absolutely nothing in 19 minutes. Horton Tucker, two points. Wesley Matthews, two points. Alice Caruso and Montrezl Harrell were the only people on my bitch to come and play double figures. Frankie B. Show me you know how to coach, game two. And last but not least, LeBron, Raymond James. I need more. I know you're limited, Bron. I know you're trying to figure things out, but you look good to me when you was out there. Dennis Schroeder has been a great addition to our team, and he played good today, but I don't want him bringing the ball up the court anymore. I need LeBron being the point guard because it worked for us last year efficiency we need it we don't have it right now Dennis Schroeder doesn't have the IQ high IQ of a point guard he's a tough customer off the dribble he can get to the rack he can hit an open shot but he don't have the IQ I'm seeing I'm watching it I need Brown breaking the ball up because if he doesn't bring the ball up the Lakers will go down 0-2 going back to Los Angeles I'm going to keep it real about my legs. I'm not feeling too good right now. I'm not. Frank and V seemed like he forgot how to coach. And Anthony Davis seemed like he don't have no type of energy. Kyle Kuzma, you sick of me beyond measure. LeBron, Raymond James, I need you to get it together. LeBron, I need you to be the leader that we've seen you be. I need you to bring these boys in. And I need you to come out the tunnel first and lay it down. So we can follow. Now, I'm keeping it real about my Lakers. This Phoenix team is not playing. When Chris Paul went down, I said to myself, we finna sink our teeth in. Even though I was praying to God sincerely that Chris Paul was okay. One of my favorite players, and I want to see Chris Paul healthy in these series. I don't want it like this. And Paul seems to be hurt. But I wanted him back. But even when when Paul went out, I thought the Phoenix Suns would fold. The young Suns would fold. And they did not Monty Williams, I wish you were my head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Williams had an excellent coaching display with his team today. Devin Booker, you got us in, man. You did us dirty. Mm. You did what you had to do. Third or four on us. With a nice uh cheeseburger, five-piece McNugget, and a medium sprite. You gave it to us today. With the apple pie smoking. <laughs> You gave it to us, Devin, I can't even be mad at that. Los Angeles Lakers and I'm done, and I'm kicking into the black. Get it together. Get it together. Because today all of y'all played like trash. Trash. Black, what you got on today's performance, man? Well, my guy.
1: <laughs> Usually that's me and D's the calm one. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, look, man. D just he said everything that needed to be said, man. We gotta get it together. You gotta get it together, man. Uh, these, I told D, I didn't like how we were defensively. I, 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 I didn't like how Devin Booker was just playing outside his mind. Yeah. I mean, this kid was doing what he wanted to do, and it's, it's like Devin Booker game is so flawless, man. He give it to you inside. He bring it outside. Pure. He get you off the drip. It's just he, he has a beautiful game. But Alice Caruso, Caldwell Pope, Kuzma. I need you badly. We have to be better defensively on star players. At least limit them. You have to limit them. We know you can't stop them, but you have to limit them. Make it tough on them. Make them work more. Devin Booker was in the park on, uh, in all the time. My boy, Bruce Park, <laughs> playing basketball <laughs> today. He was at Bruce Park out there today. The <laughs> and just want to get and, and, and give one shot. That Phoenix crowd, my god! Oh, wow. Shout out to them. If I'm going to play on that team, I'm going to ball out too, man. I'm coming out yeah. to this crowd. Yeah, shout
0: out to them. Great energy Like, today. the energy
1: was crazy. D even tell me, he was like, bro, the energy in this building yep. is seeming through the TV.
0: Yeah, man. Yes, it did.
1: It's crazy. So, <laughs> look, man, playoff basketball is here. It is. You didn't you didn't go to a play-in and come LeBron helped us come up bid to go out and game one and look, look what D said look like poo-poo. Trash. And Smooth called it too. He was like, I don't know about Anthony Davis. He, said, he called he it. He said it last week. And I'm when he was saying it, I was looking at Smooth. I apologize, my guy. Because <laughs> I was looking at you like, man, A D go. Nothing. Nothing. Jesus. You know what you need to do, A D? And we we gonna go somewhere else. You need to stop sneak peeking tennis shoes and get your behind down on a block and let's get something done here. <laughs> stop going on your Instagram live and sneak peeking Kobe's that you already have that no one else in the world has. Yeah,
0: hey, make him think. There you go, faint step. Oh, I am
1: tired of it. You supposed to be the leader of this. You supposed to be the one. Setting the tone for this, and you out here with a whopping 13 points. The, guess- the first thing that came to my mind was like, man, he got my he got James Harden numbers, man. He got James Harden jersey number and points. Boy, what? what did you do in camp? <laughs> we said at the beginning of the year, when it's, before the season was over, going into the new year, me and D praise high. Oh, this is going to be the year we see AD and... Dominating fashion MVP <clears throat> caliber type player this year. We know injuries happen. We know the Lakers had a long year, a long uh, time in the bubble, coming off a championship. Turnaround was fast. I understand it, but we here now. We're here. We have to get this done. Lakers, you cannot afford to go down 2 0 to the Phoenix Suns. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to be, they're a young team. They're going to be licking their chops. And they know you, they're going to, that's going to let them know you don't have an answer for them. Yep. LeBron James, as D stated, be better. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't get 10 points from you in the first half and then a whopping eight for two more quarters after that. But you want to come up to the, you want to come up half court, skip to my up court. No, this is playoff basketball. This ain't the regular season. Lakers, we have to get it together. Frankie V, I'm not even going to speak on you. Because I'm going to say something then I'm going to regret it later. (laughs) And I agree with D, we have to figure some things out here. Now, we have a championship DNA. We have... One of the we have the best player in the world on this team and we have a dominant force in Anthony Davis, but he playing like he's a freaking second stringer. (laughs) Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Let's get this. Let's get this right and come out here and make these adjustments and do what we have to do. Because I'm gonna tell you right here at the sports desk, mm. we love you guys. We Absolutely, do. We do. But we, do we don't have time for the BS. We do. not. I literally don't. I don't. <laughs> I have a new three-month-old, a three-month-old at home, and I ain't got time to be about to have a heart attack. Boy, what? What did you do in camp? <sighs> Because D know how I get down Ooh. when it comes to LeBron James or whatever, oh. and what, whoever he's playing with. Oh I don't have goodness. time for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the energy to be about to have a heart attack sitting on my couch watching TV. And watching the Lakers get dismantled. That's what we seen today. The closest we got this game was six points. Six points from a defending champion. That's not acceptable. And that's what an aching Chris Paul. Yes, yes, d, we have some things we gotta do, Lakers you have to we we have to respond now, we seen you respond all last year in the bubble after you lose you lost all the game ones, and we seen you respond. Look dominant, we need the same thing now, we need the same thing now, so. Let's get this done, L.A. Do Frankie V, let's get it together. Get with your cousin scav, Jason Kidd. Uh, everybody on that staff, let's get it together. Because we here at the Sports Desk do not have time for it. Do not. Do not have time
0: for it. You know, even though we berated Los Angeles Lakers, just definitely want to shout out the Phoenix Suns. And I definitely want to shout out Chris Paul, man, for his his guts, man. Being a warrior, coming out leading his team despite the injury. I mean, Chris Paul looked hurt. Chris Paul is tough We don't see Chris Paul go out Chris Paul looked hurt The way he was laying on the ground He was hurt And the concern that everybody in the building had man, It, it was, it was warranted. I was concerned But Paul made his way back And he led his team You see uncharacteristic ball handling from Chris Paul He was losing the ball Because he couldn't dribble with his right hand He couldn't get enough oomph on his shot Into that jumper that he gave us From the elbow in the fourth quarter To increase the lead And I want to pause real quick All you idiots on social media saying man Jordan and Kobe They wouldn't have never helped up Chris Paul Shut up (laughs) These men Are real life friends AAU basketball AAU Chris Paul is is the godfather Of LeBron James' child Vice versa Shut up if me and Black was in the league and he played for the Suns and I was on the Lakers and I went down and he went down, guess who's going to be the first one to help each other up? We are. Shut your mouths. Y'all make me sick. Hey, uh, boy, I tell you what, this th- today's NBA, they, oh my God, Jordan, when the next, shut up. Who cares what Jordan would have or would not have done? Who cares what Kobe would have or would not done? These are real life friends. This man looks seriously injured and LeBron wanted to see about his friend. Now back to basketball. You know, Devin Booker <laughs> <laughs> Devin Booker played amazing. He was fluent, unstoppable, 34 points. By far had the most points by any Lakers or Suns player. I'm looking at this Lakers stat sheet and I might want to throw up in my mouth. LeBron game high for the Lakers, 18 points. Marshawn 13. Drummond 12. KCP 7. Schroeder 14. Caruso 10. Kuzma, nothing. Horan Tucker 2. Matthews 2. Montrez with 12. Montrez need more minutes. Play him. Play him. Shout out to Montrez for handling that business. When Cameron Payne thought he was gonna get saucy on Caruso. Nah. We need that enforcer in the paint. Shout out Montreals for handling that business. Game two is Tuesday night, ten o'clock on ten on uh on ESPN. I hope me and Black don't have to come in here and do a special edition on Wednesday. I really hope. I really hope we don't have to do that because that's where we at, man. So I know y'all wanting to hear the real. I know y'all ain't think me and Black was gonna keep it real, but we got to, man. This is what we seen. This is what we saw. And that's what's going on man. Lakers down 0-1 to the Phoenix Suns game 2 on Tuesday night. We can't wait to see how it go. All right, Black, so we at halftime of our next game, all right? We got the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. Hawks Hawks up 52 to 20. Hawks jumped out on the Knicks. I know we didn't get a chance to see uh, much of the game, but the Knicks have closed uh, the gap and only down two points. Just to run off some of the stats so far in this day in this game, lead man for the Hawks is uh, Collins, followed by Trey Young with 11. Other than that, you got uh, Herder giving you eight. Lou Will with two, Banyanovich with six, and Capella with six. We're only halfway through of uh, this game. On the Knicks side of the ball, you got Derrick Rose leading the way with 10. Um, you got Noel with four, Julius Randle with seven, Barrett with three, Bullock with two, uh, Quickly with eight, Burks with nine. So you got a lot of distribution going on with the New York Knicks for their 50 points. But uh, Black, I know we're now um, locked in on this game, but um, this is what we called last week. Mm-hmm. We called a close Back and forth game I think it's going to be An extra long series A lot of people pick this To go seven games Either you're going with The Hawks
1: or the Knicks is up to you But um, Julius Randle Needs to pick it up Yeah I was just going to say that uh, yeah. He needs to assert himself A little more Yeah uh, I know uh, We really not been Haven't been able To really watch But seven points tell me You're not You're not uh, Being assertive You, I need more from you mm-hmm. I need more from you You're the guy That I said Would be the difference maker In this series this is your uh coming out party here. Mm-hmm. This is the time to get the New York Knicks uh a first round win. And Seven points is not going to deal do it but I believe he'll pick it up in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um the Atlanta Hawks came to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Not shocked at all Nate McMillan has those guys playing well mm-hmm. since he took over as head coach. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the shout out to him. Shout out to you Nate McMillan for uh, getting the Hawks to this sure. point because it was a time they had a fire coach and we didn't know where Atlanta was going to go from there. Correct, correct. And you, you helped them get this fifth seed. So and they cut they came out with all the energy and and everything in the first half. But it's another half to play. Yeah. Hopefully the Knicks can respond and uh get this win. Yeah, looking forward to watching the close
0: out of this game. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the show here shortly, man. But we just um want to speak on the Hawks and the Knicks at halftime right now. Fifty two fifty Hawks up right now. All right, Black, let's talk a little bit more NBA. We had the finalists for MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all these things rolled out. So I'm going to roll out these categories, man. I want to see what you think. Who's going to win this in your opinion, Black? Let's start off with the MVP, the finalists, Stefan Wardell-Curry, who got sent home by John Morant. Uh, Jokic and Joel Embiid, who are in the playoffs. Black, who wins this MVP?
1: Uh, uh, on the last episode, I said, I said Steph. Should get the MVP, but uh, Joker probably will end up getting that uh, MVP. Yep. I think Joker will win that. Okay.
0: yeah, I would love to see Joel Embiid get it. That's okay. who I want to we win it. He missed some time. Though. Yeah, I know he did, yeah. but I would love to see him get it. But he had a phenomenal year before he missed those games. And Joker was healthy all year. Hmm. He was healthy all He carried his team after Jamal Murray went down, which increased his valuability to get this award. And then you had Steph, who had a phenomenal season. I mean, just went crazy this year. But Seth Curry didn't make the playoffs. He got sent home by John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. He did not make the playoffs, so that has to be considered. Has to be taken into consideration. You can't give the MVP to a man who ain't made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't want to see no MVP trophy sitting, getting presented to somebody at their house. Bro. Yeah, we don't want no press
0: conference via <laughs> Zoom on SportsCenter. With Seth Curry getting MVP. Nah, we don't want to see that. All right, moving on to the Defensive Player of the Year. By God, how many times is Rudy Gobert going to win this thing? It's crazy. He up again. Finalists. Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Draymond Green for the finalists for Defensive Player of the Year. Black, who you got getting this one? I'm
1: going to go Ben Simmons here. Yeah. I think, I think, no disrespect. Rudy Gobert, shout out to you, sure. my guy. Sure. Because you're consistent defensively every sure. year. So you deserve to be on there, but. For Ben Simmons to be a, the point guard on the basketball team and be first team all defense, which is he, which he is going to be, it's amazing to me. So I think Ben Simmons deserved that defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm going to go Ben Simmons too. Don't get me wrong. Go Bears are forced defensively. But
0: man, Ben Simmons always takes the best perimeter player on no matter whose team. And he does an excellent job on that, man. He's been ferocious defensively um he's been incredible uh uh top five in nba in steals he's uh the best rebounding guard defensive rebounding guard in the league would love to see ben simmons get this award and i really think he's going to get it i think ben simmons would be a defensive player of the year all right black let's move on to the most improved uh, player of the Year We have Julius Randle of the New York Knicks We have Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets And we have Jeremy Lamb of the Detroit Pistons on this list Black, who do you think I think this is kind of a no-brainer But who do you think takes home this award?
1: Julius Randle, no contest, man Julius Randle, he deserves that most improved player He, uh, He's come, he's come a long way since his L.A. days, man And he's uh, found a home in New York, man And he's showing uh how his game has has evolved since he's been in New York. So most improved should go to Julius Randle.
0: Yeah definitely. I think it's I think it's a no contest, even though Michael Porter Jr. has made strides, a lot of strides man, um, in uh his third year. But man, Julius has just been on the tear. All-star this year. In the Eastern Conference, you got to honor that. I just think Julius Randle runs away with this award. All right, Black Rookie of the Year, my guy. We got Young LaMelo Ball. We got Anthony Ant-Man Edwards. And we have Tyrese uh, Hal Burton of the Sacramento Kings Black. Let's keep it short and sweet, my guy. Who wins the Rookie of the Year?
1: Let's give it to the
0: kid. Yes, sir. LaMelo
1: ball, rookie yes, of the year, yes, sir. Even though he missed games, he still, yeah. when he was on the court, he was effective and exciting, yep, as well. And his team did get to the play in, even though they even though they got their head smacked off their shoulders, <laughs> they made it to the play in and had an opportunity to get to the playoffs but came up short. But the kid is exciting, man. What, 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 what more do you have to say? He's yeah. exciting. I love, I love LaMelo Ball. Let's give it to the kid, man, Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, LaMelo Ball, easily. LaMelo Ball, easily. Anthony Edwards had a great year. He had massive moments dunking on folks. Probably had the dunk of the year, uh, in my opinion, this year. Anthony Edwards is going to be a nice force in this league. But, man, LaMelo was just, he just changed life in Charlotte. Really made his team better. Being a point guard, definitely got to roll with the kid. LaMelo Ball should be Rookie of the Year. All right, Black, last category on my list. We have the Sixth Man of the Year. Interesting uh, dynamic this year. You have two guys from the same team going up for Sixth Man of the Year. You have Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz, Joe Ingles of the Utah Jazz, and Derrick Rose of the New York Knicks Mm. for Sixth Man of the Year. Black, where are you going with Sixth Man of the Year?
1: Uh, Utah, they've done some great things this year. They uh, They have a... Well rounded team, you know, they get production from the bench. The starters, it is what it is with their starters, and they uh they play well together. Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, those guys are very nice players. But I think Derrick Rose should get this. Mm-hmm. This guy outplayed his contract by far. Mm-hmm. Like what he's doing in New York for New York to be a fourth seed and being a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in I don't know how long. That's a big deal, man. And Derrick Rose has been one of the one of the people you see. Oh, okay, he helped New York get there. And then him and Tim, uh, I'm messing up my coach name. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. They worked together. Yeah, I, I I like the dynamic of him and Derrick Rose. But Derrick Rose has seemed like he's kind of. You know, found a home in New York and helped this young team because it's still a young team. Yeah, everywhere. And him being the vet with the experience and being able to contribute to this team, I think that's a good look for him uh, to be the sixth man of the year. Yeah, I'm going
0: to go to New York. I'm going to go with the New York Knicks. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose as well. uh, Clarkson had a really good year. He had a really good year this year. Joe Ingalls came on strong in the second half, but the Knicks didn't take off until Rose got there. They didn't take off. They were flirting around with what the seventh, eighth, and ninth seed before Derrick Rose got there. Mm -hmm. And Derrick Rose, when he got there, it's like he gave them a spark, you know, and they just kind of ramped it up, man, and, and made it all the way to the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, man. And I just think if you take away Derrick Rose, they might not necessarily be the fourth seed in the East, you know. I mean, so I just think it could be close. Wouldn't be surprised with either one of these guys winning Sixth Man of the Year, but I would like to see Derrick Rose winning. I just think. I saw it. When he was implemented into New York, the Knicks just took off. They took off. All right, so we'll see how those awards play out. Um, NBA Awards show is going to be, I think, the week after the finals take place, man. So we'll find out who win all these awards. So uh, it'll be very interesting uh, to see. Uh, what goes down Alright man So we are done with the NBA we, Me and Black Probably be getting together Midweek Catching up on another show Breaking down the playoffs Where we stand So far Like I said we, We're working on Getting you guys Multiple shows Throughout the week As news comes through uh, For the NBA And other sports uh, uh, Like that kind Alright But we're going to Transition into boxing We have some real boxing news Come out uh, This week And uh, look forward To having this conversation About what's going on In the boxing world World. Everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on your right feet, right now, right Mar- now, for Mar- Jones, Mar- Jones Jr., the <laughs> best <laughs> <ever> <laughs> fighter, <laughs> in the fighter in the world, fighter in the world, whoever don't agree, <laughs> whoever don't agree, you know what, I guess y'all, y'all must have forgot forgot, forgot,
1: forgot, forgot, it's time, when well, it's over, oh, whole career, let's look back at my whole career, cause y'all, y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot,
0: Y'all have some respect, man. <laughs> Y'all have some respect, man, for Roy Jones Jr. putting out a timeless classic uh like that. Y'all must have forgot. That is our yeah, and, and for all those who wonder, why is he playing that? That is our official boxing theme music. Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot. All right, Black, let's jump right into it, man. Big news in the boxing world. Let's talk about the two matchups that were uh, announced this past week, man. Let's start off with probably the biggest one uh, that the world is probably uh, screaming the most about. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder Jr. Part 3 will be happening this uh, June, I believe. July. July July 24th. Yeah, July 24th. Mm -hmm. Between these two, the first one ended up in the draw. The second one, Tyson Fury, whooped Deontay Wilder Jr. giving his first career loss. The towel was thrown in. Since then, Deontay has found new managers, new coaches, new everything. And um, he believes... That he's going uh, to win this fight. And it's crazy how it happened because we got the Joshua and Fury lineup. We got Mm -hmm. the date and everything. But there was a clause in Deontay Wilder's contract. He took it to arbitration. The WBO, I believe it was, they honored it. And Tyson Fury has to defend this championship because it was in his uh, contract. Black, let's talk about it, man. Where you at with this uh, match of Wilder Fury 3 taking place this July?
1: Um, it's boxing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, I'm excited about the, uh, Tyson Fury and, uh, Deontay Wilder fight for a third time. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for TV, great for pay-per-view. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't I don't think we're going to see anything too different. I think Tyson Fury will outclass Deontay Wilder, uh, be the aggressor in this fight. So, um, I really didn't. I really didn't want to see Deontay Wilder fight Tyson Fury again because it's such a bad matchup. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch because if you haven't been watching boxing or you, or you're not a boxing fan or you are a boxing fan, Tyson Fury is very entertaining. He's must watch TV right now for boxing. He he. When he talks, you want to. Oh, I want to watch that guy's fight. You know, and I I know it's it's heavyweights, it's the big boys. You know, you got America versus uh uh London. I mean, wherever uh Tyson Fury is from, it's going to be great. Would I like to see Deontay Wilder uh be victorious in this fight? I just don't think he will because Tyson Fury is just way uh ways better than uh Deontay Wilder at this point in their career. He,
0: um, I'm here for the theatrics. I'm here for the laughs, I'm here for the jokes, I'm here for the comedy of what this is going to be with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. They, they do a hell of a promotional tour, these two. Tyson Fury is one of a kind and so is Deontay Wilder Jr. But like Black said, unless Deontay Wilder Jr. has made significant improvements to his boxing skills, this fight is going to go just like the last one went. Tyson Fury is back back. The time to beat Fury was the first time that Wilder and Fury fought, and Wilder could not put him down for good. He couldn't. He gave him two massive shots that laid him on his back, but it did not end him. Tyson Fury is two years removed from rehab. He's two years removed from getting himself back into tip-top shape. He's just on another level. And Wilder, he probably wishes he can box like Tyson Fury, (laughs) but he can't. We all know in boxing, one shot will put you to sleep. And Deontay, Wire, De- Deontay Wilder has that power. But Fury is smart. He's smart. He's not going to allow him to get a clean shot to put him to sleep. So am I Am I going to watch it? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Am I going to cover it and follow it? Yeah, we're going to cover it right here on the sports desk. But look, man, I'd be surprised if this ends any the other way. And honestly, man. I ain't talking about going to cards. I mean, Deontay Wilder might get whooped again mm-hmm. because of the, 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 the skills of Tyson Fury. So, we'll see how it shakes down. It's not that far away, July 24th. They haven't yet named a venue or anything. Oh, uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. Okay, going to yeah, be in yeah. Las Vegas. All right, so we're looking forward to that. All right, Black, let's move on to the next fight that was announced. I know you over and over-excited about this, man. This is the big fight for boxing. We have the legend manny pacquiao making his return and he will be fighting one of the pound for pound best one of the pound for pound young superstars in this sport earl spence jr black give me your initial thoughts when this came across your phone that you're gonna get pacquiao earl spence jr later
1: this year i was excited d i was excited because i'm a fan of uh both of these guys i'm uh I'm a fan of Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao. But then I got to thinking I was like, man, dang, Terrence Crawford just left out in the again. Yep. You know, but this is gonna be great for boxing. You know, uh Earl Spence has been asking for this fight for uh for more than a year now mm-hmm. to get Pacquiao in the ring. And Earl Spence has done everything he needed to do to do to deserve this fight. Uh when I say that, he he owns two belts in the welterweight division. He's a unified champion uh holding the WBC and the WBO championship uh at welterweight. So, it's not surprising that Pacquiao uh and Earl Spence are going to be fighting in August. This is this is this is big for boxing. When I texted the D&D it was like automatically boxing needs this right now, mm-hmm. especially from two big names like this Earl Spence. And Earl Spence still up and coming. He's he not is, he he's is. not the big big name. He's right. just he's just a good fighter who's making a name for himself and then he has the belts to to go with it and Manny Pacquiao he just known all around the world one of, your, one of the best fighters in the last decade you could talk about so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this fight goes down I'm excited to see I know we're going to be covering it and giving our predictions as close as it get, but I'm excited about this one D.
0: Yeah I'm excited D. as well Um, the two the name of Manny Pacquiao is going to bring viewers Earl Spence Jr. is up and coming one of, one of the best fighters um out there but i can't lie i mean when i saw it i was like okay this is good for boxing this is a great summer fight that's gonna get pay-per-view buys and get people paying attention to boxing but this ain't the fight i want to see i don't want to see this fight i'm gonna see terrence Crawford or earl smith jr (laughs) let's get it going they should they should they should sign a two fight deal to fight each other for the next two times that's what they should do and if there's, going to be, if there's going to be a third fight, then we'll have a third fight if there's going to be a 1-1. Why isn't this fight happening? This is boxing's problem. Mm-hmm. You got Earl Spence, who's in his prime. You have Terrence Crawford, who is in his prime. Undefeated championship welterweight boxers. But we're not even talking about them fighting. We're going to get a legend, old-timer, and Manny Pacquiao to get in here against Earl Spence Jr. Now, we have a lot of time to talk about what we're going to think is going to happen in this fight, but let's keep it real. Manny Pacquiao's name is going to bring the attention, not the fact that Manny Pacquiao can beat Errol Spence Jr. We're just being honest. I'm not. I'm not raining on the parade, but this is why I love the UFC, and this is why I love MMA, because mm-hmm. we don't have these types of problems. The baddest face the baddest, the best face the best. So, even though I will watch this fight, even though I am looking forward to it, even though I think this is big for boxing, this is going to cap off a great summer for boxing, boxing, top rank, y'all get this done. Y'all get this done. Earl Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, get this fight done. Get it done. So, we'll be covering that fight here at the Sports Desk, and we're looking forward uh, to seeing how that plays out. Earl Spence Jr., Manny Pacquiao uh, in the welterweight division. Black, we didn't get a chance to talk about Canelo Saúl. ass <laughs> taking another championship, beating the holy hell out of Caleb Plant, and uh Excuse me, Billy Joe Sanders, beating the holy hell out of Billy Joe Sanders, sending a man to the hospital and potentially retiring him by breaking his eye socket in two different places. Just a couple of weeks ago, Canelo winning another championship in the middleweight division. Black, speak on Canelo. Speak on him, Black. Uh.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Yeah talk Look man Canelo is he, he He's undeniable he's a, he's, he's a really good fighter Um, My thing with Canelo Is that He needs to be fighting Better fighters He needs to fight Better fighters And me and D Had this conversation On where I stand With Canelo I i, I don't dislike Canelo I think Canelo Is potentially Pound for pound Number one in the world Cause he He fights like that As such But his, the level of opponents for canelo is re- really really head scratching to me you know it's it's easy to look so dominant look like the best pound for pound when you're fighting second tier fighters they're champions that are champions okay we're not going to speak on how they got their belts but they're champions mm-hmm. you know first fight in America coming to America you fight Saul mm-hmm and you get your brains beat in. Yep. You know, um I could go a little more in depth with this, but I'm not gonna do that here. Okay. Cause I know it will come I know we'll have more time to talk about sure. this when boxing comes on. But I need to see I need to see better opponents for Canelo. Okay. I know Canelo is going to be at the point where he wants Undisputed in this next weight class that he in this in this weight class that he's in now, so it's one male belt out there, and that belt is being held by Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Very nice fi- fighter, but not on the level as a Canelo. So Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Now Canelo, I know you just you enjoy after the fight you went and got married, man. Everything yep. was beautiful, but I need you to have tougher opponents. It's time to show that. You can fight the best of the best. People that are some of the best fighters, they're coming to your press conference and calling you out and you just trying to shish them to the side. I don't think that needs to happen, Canelo. I don't think that needs to happen. Now, I know D is a big fan of Canelo Everest. And he totally so? he totally disagreed with me. He think Canelo can beat everybody. He can. But um I beg to differ on that. Mm-hmm, but um yeah, man, uh Canelo did what he's supposed to do. This this Billy Joe Sanders kid seemed like he was game at first, but man, Canelo turned it on and got him out of there. So shout out Canelo, man, on getting another belt in his division and uh on his way to becoming uh undisputed at uh light heavyweight. I mean yeah. at uh, at middleweight, middleweight super middleweight, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, so Canelo's
0: on a mission, and the mission is history, and the mission is greatness. And what Canelo was trying to do is unify a division. And that's the game plan that he has in sight. He's going to get all of the belts. If you're a champion, you got a belt at middleweight, he's coming to get it. He's coming to get it. Now, potential fights out here in the middleweight division are guys who are not champions. They're not champions, they're tough customers. And we present a healthy challenge to Canelo, yeah, but they're not champions. Canelo's trying to unify a division, which rarely happens in the sport of boxing. More so, uh, uh, more recently than in the past, we're starting to get unified champions. And Canelo said that's what he is out to do, to unify the division. And then once he does that, guys like the Charlo twin can get it. Guys like uh, Jacobs and all these other guys They can get it So it's not an issue there We just want to obtain a goal And the goal is to unify The titles So as I say unify Black I want you to speak to The importance of unifying a division And speak on how rare it is The feat of what Canelo has Is trying to do Black talk to me
1: Okay, first I'm going to speak on what uh being a unified champion is. A unified champ, a unified champion is one who holds two or more major sanctioning titles in a division. That's the IBF, the WBA, WBC, and WBO. Uh, the current men's unified champions include heavyweight Anthony Joshua, light heavyweight author, light heavyweight author, I can't pronounce it. Better Diaz, I can't even pronounce his last name. Super middleweight, Canelo Alvarez, junior middleweight, Jamal, Jamel Jamel Charlo, welterweight Earl Spence, junior welterweight Josh Taylor, and uh lightweight Tefimo Lopez, super bantamweight, um some foreign guy, I cannot pronounce your name. Hoochabamboo, I I don't know what your name is, guy. But um those are the guys who are uh unified champions. What is an undisputed champion in boxing? Undisputed champion is something, is undisputed champion is a fighter who holds all four major championships, championship belts at one time, IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO in a division. You will notice above that Josh Taylor is now has four titles, who we just seen last night become undisputed champ at junior welterweight. The only, other two, uh, the only other fighters to hold that being, un- being named undisputed in boxing is Bernard Hawkins at middleweight, J- uh, Jermaine Taylor at middleweight, who beat Bernard Bernard Hawkins for all those belts, Terrence Crawford at junior welterweight, and now Josh Taylor at junior welterweight. So that's four names I just gave you in, in boxing's career. They're the only four to ever do it. That's how major uh being an undisputed champs champ is. Being unified is great, but being undisputed means you have it all. And undisputed takes you basically it's like a Grammy. It gets you whatever you want in boxing. You have your pick of what you wanted to do and, and 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 that's why I love it. Like Looking at guys like Josh Taylor last night, seeing the performance he put on to become undisputed. Now, he's going to have his picking of what he wants to do. And to see him step up and be like, well, I would love to fight Terrence Crawford because we both uh, was undisputed at the same division, which they were. I think it would be a good fight if it happens. We're not going to speak on that. But I just wanted to let y'all know what the difference is between unified and undisputed. Unified is holding is, is, is somebody that's holding two or more belts, and Undisputed is a champion holding all four belts. So it's major in boxing to be Unified or Undisputed, and that's what, as D would say, Canelo is striving to be, an Undisputed champ at his division. Yeah, for sure.
0: So you know, shout out to Black Man for breaking down what it is because being a unified champion and unifying a division is two different things. Mm-hmm. All right, but if you can unify a division, man, that's a rarity. It's not that many guys who accomplish that. And Canelo Alvarez has set out to do that, and you know, I'm pretty sure uh, Errol Spence Jr. set out to do that. Terrence Crawford set out to do. I mean, hey, look. So you know, I beg everybody to just relax a little bit. Let Saul go out there and get his belts. Mm. Unify this division, and then everybody else who wants to get in line will be waiting on you. Mm. There'll be no problems You're gonna be waiting with on. Canelo taking on the Chalo twin. Mm. We're fine there. Mm. We're fine there. J- Danny, Jake, all these, we don't care. Mm. You know, we'll see you then. Alright, so shout out to Black Man for breaking that down It's a rare that we get to talk about some boxing news But honestly, last summer was a great summer for the sports that's talking boxing, man It Ooh, looked up. like we're going to get a good, another opportunity uh, to do that this year as well, man So shout out all the activity going on in the boxing world We cannot wait to watch and cover it Alright, man, we're about to get out of here, man uh, But before we do that, just a couple things Last minute things that we uh, need to touch on Black Julio Jones on the move Mm. Julio Jones a Wide receiver All world wide receiver Atlanta Falcons Could be on the move And sources say That he has so close friends And loved ones That he wants to be A New England Patriot mm. He wants to be A New England Patriot Black Is there a legitimate shot That Julio Jones Is not an Atlanta Falcon At season
1: start Um Yes, yes it is Yes it is I know He says he Prefers New England But man I would love To see him I would love to see him somewhere like maybe Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers would that get Aaron Rodgers to come back to uh, probably Green think Bay? so. Yeah. <laughs> and even Arizona, man. Mm-hmm. Arizona that would be wild in Arizona if he was to be able to go there. But you know, he prefers New England. Um uh, shoot, if if he goes there, New England's loaded once again. You know, one more <laughs> one more piece you gotta worry about with one more New piece. England. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a Atlanta Falcon, uh, when the season starts. I think they're going to get this done. And from what I was reading this morning, they said they are in heavy talks with different teams. So it's something we could be seeing sooner than later.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, he will not be a Falcon at beginning at the beginning of the season. I just think he's ran his course there. I think Atlanta's not a very good football team or a very good organization, and they haven't been since their Super Bowl loss. So it'd be good to see Calvin, I'm mean, excuse me, Calvin. Uh, it'd be good to see Julio Jones in another uniform, and I would love to see him in New England with Cam and the two tight ends that they brought in and Josh McDaniels just get an opportunity with a revamped offense. I would love to see Him out there. I would also love to see him in Arizona. I would also love to see him in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers stays. I just think the market is huge for Julio, and it would be good to see him in in an attractive uh situation going forward. All right, Black. They did it. They did it, Black. They did it. The Jacksonville Jaguars signed Tim Tebow. The Jacksonville Jaguars have given him number eighty-five jersey, and that jersey is currently sold out on NFL.com. Black, we did a special edition on this. Black, look like we are in the Tim Tebow era here in Jacksonville. He has signed his contract. Black, where are you today with Urban Meyer actually, actually doing this? Pulling the trigger and signing Tim Tebow.
1: Why did you have to use that word, era, the Tebow era? Hey, Why did man. you have to say that? Hey, man. That's what it, it looked like. Distractions, man. Okay. do not supposed to be Tim Tebow's jersey who's mm-hmm. selling out. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. D, I don't like this, man. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. I, but I got to trust the ball coach, man. I got to trust him, man. I, I I don't know what he got up his sleeve with Tebow. I hate Tebow's there. And someone kind of said to me, you know, he was like, bro, look at it. Because he's so, he's he's a, he's a diehard. Jack. He said, look at it, bro. You got to chill. This is going to take some attention off of Trevor. And Trevor can just focus on the game. I say, yeah, you could be right because you're going to have more media around Tebow than you have around Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, I'm not a fan of it. I'm still rolling with my Jags, man. But I don't like nothing about this. But I'm going to trust Urban Ma for now until he shows shows me different. Yeah, whoever you was talking to is (laughs) Poppycock.
0: Whoever you was talking to, that is Poppycock. I looked down at my phone I seen they officially signed Tebow Man I flipped my phone over bro I flipped my phone over bro But man look It is what it is man Tebow gonna give his dog I mean uh, Urban Mike Gonna give his dog a chance To run around a little bit But I know he better not Make this final roster I know he better not Make that look on NFL.com What is it number 85 Looking stank With Tebow on the back And it's sold out It's It's ridiculous so all that, oh, and give Trevor a chance to focus on football. Who cares? He's the number one pick, the greatest talent since God knows what. Trevor Lawrence is the greatest talent since football was created. <laughs> and, and we talk about Tim Tebow. By God. All right, Black Next on the list, man. Kwame Brown. Mm. What's up with your boy man All the Smoke Podcast They was having a little fun uh, Steven Jack and uh, Gilbert Arenas And uh, what's my man man Light skin uh, Matt, Matt Ball. They was having a little fun Talking about Kwame Brown man Throwing around And I can't lie You know Steven Jack and the boy They were throwing some nice punches man And Kwame had enough <laughs> Yeah Now something some of the stuff Kwame was saying I'm not gonna play here on the sports dance Cause man he was leaning in Explicitly to them boys But Black Part of me just kind of sides with Kwame. My man just had enough. Yeah, he been dealing with these jokes for over a decade, man, and he just finally snapped on everybody. Stephen A., Matt Barnes, Stephen Jack—just the seemed like the whole basketball world got it from Kwame Brown, man. Charlemagne in the Breakfast Club—he just went down the line and just let everybody have it. Black, what was your thoughts, man, on Kwame's world tour of just getting off this week? I'm just gonna share
1: a little bit, man. Okay. You know, look man, like Kwame said, man, y'all got one joke on me, man. About my basketball career. Kwame said I got jokes on y'all life, man. Mm. On y'all life. Mm. Kwame Brown said, "Hey man, don't get you don't get yourself caught in that quicksand now." Nah. Mm. Huh? Don't get caught in that quicksand. Which one was mad at you, your white granddaddy or your black granddaddy? <laughs> Which one was mad at you, man? Matt Barnes, you got to chill, bro. because he ain't telling no lies, bro. I hate to say it, bro. He ain't telling no lies, man. So, I don't know. Y'all got to stop cracking jokes about Kwame Brown with this same basketball joke. He was trashed this. He was trashed that. Michael Jordan did him wrong, broke him down. Come on, man. How long are we going to be talking about this with Kwame? Kwame just had, like they say, he had enough, bruh. Yeah, he had enough, and yeah. Matt Barnes, he just destroyed you. Now you want to come out, here. Yeah. Just come to Atlanta, and uh, we 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 can we can have a talk, bro, bro. He don't want to come sit with you. <laughs> you the reason why he did, he didn't went viral and got over thirty thousand followers. You and Stephen Jacks up there just just having having a field day on the expense of Kwame Brown. Like, come on, man, Kwame. Hey, I'm not mad at you, bro. It's entertainment, me. I was crying real tears at these uh lives you was doing real tears. <laughs> so I think it's funny, man. It's hilarious. I I, I loved every minute of that.
0: Yeah, it-, it was wild. It got wild. It got kind of crazy with just some of the stuff Kwame was saying and what he was doing. But look, Kwame Brown was the number one pick of the draft, straight out of high school, 18 years old. He made over 60 million dollars in the NBA. He played 13 years in the NBA. If you're gonna evaluate somebody's talents and on the court, I'm cool with that. You wanna call Kwame a scrub? Okay, I'm cool with that. But Kwame made over 60 million. He played 13 years in the league. I know he bounced around from team to team, but I mean, I, I just think people gotta kinda of, kind of slow down a little bit when you talk about Kwame Brown. Like he was the butt of the jokes because of we saw what he was in Washington. Mike picked him number one. That's more on Mike's fault than Kwame's fault. Mm-hmm. Kwame shouldn't have been picked number one. That's Jordan's fault, but no, we ain't, ain't going to talk about that because y'all don't want to talk about that. Y'all just want to stick with the jokes, and that's cool. That's cool. Did I laugh? Did I get some fun out of it? Yeah, I did, but man, it's like Kwame running with it now. Nah. It's like he just got a laundry list of folks. He just going down, and I will say the funnest part when he said, Matt Barnes, you like skiing. You like skiing, brother, supposed to be taking girls, but you getting your girl took. Now I can't lie, man That was the hardest bar, man I was laughing so hard, man When he said that <laughs> well, Like, I good God Lee, <laughs> Now you want to be a thug Yeah, he was going in on Matt, <laughs> man But honestly, man In the real world I would love to see him Matt Barnes and Stephen Jack Sit down, man On all the smoke podcasts And like, really mm. And really, really talk You know I would really love to see that Do I think it'll happen? No But in the in, in the in in my world, I would love and everybody else world, I'm sure I would love to see it, man. So yeah, man, Kwame Brown was getting out at least Stephen A alone, Kwame. Stephen A doing his job, He over six years old. You ain't finna do nothing to Stephen A. <laughs> Relax, Kwame. <laughs> that man doing his job, man. But yeah, man. Uh shout out to all the parties involved, man, and God bless on that. And last but not least, Black is Calvin Johnson the Hall of Famer? Uh yes he is, sir. Is, should Calvin Johnson be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes he should, sir. Do you agree with any type of notions that just because his numbers don't live up to Antonio Browns or Julio Jones and those before him that he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer? That's a negative, sir. Well, as much as numbers on Google matter and pro football focus and ESPN matter,
1: doesn't your eyes watching tape and live games matter as well? Hey yes, and my eyes have never lied to me when I seen Calvin Johnson with, with the with the both of my eyes. Yeah, me either. Me either. So all this po- poppycock rhetoric
0: from guys like Cedric Farr and Kevin Dunbar, who say that Calvin Johnson should not be a first ballot hall of famer, it's egregious. This 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 is this is ridiculous. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. Your guys' eyes work just like mine's and just like Black's. You look at the numbers. Are the numbers Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame worthy? Yes, they are. Go look at it. Yes, his numbers are Hall of Fame worthy. And you say he shouldn't get in on the first time. Anybody else who agrees with them, let's have more dialogue. Tell me why. Just don't send me a Google screenshot Kevin Dunbar at some numbers. Go pull me some YouTube tape and show me Calvin Johnson. This man changed the game. hmm This man introduced big body, fast, strong receivers Mm -hmm. to the game. And you look around the whole NFL now, what do you see? Six foot three, six foot four, six foot five wide receivers running four threes and four fours. Mm -hmm. Big hands catching the ball. This man was triple covered for eight years. (laughs) He played eight seasons and was triple covered. And he retired in his prime. And he retired in his prime. (laughs) So this man is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Y'all stop this conversation. Now, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous! Should Antonio Brown go on the Hall of Fame one day? Yeah, he should. Julio Jones? Yeah, he should. But for y'all to sit up here and then text me foolishes like Jimmy Smith, who was very good in Jacksonville, who had a better career than Calvin Johnson? I we I, look. I'm not y'all friends no more. I'm just gonna go ahead and delete both of y'all at my contacts on my iPhone, man. Cause just me saying that out my mouth just got me ticked off. <laughs> Calvin Johnson was better than Jimmy Smith. Stop it, Black. Any any more thoughts on Calvin Johnson potentially not being a first ballot Hall of
1: Famer to some people? Uh, not really, man. Come on, Dunbar said, man. Y'all stop it, man. You know what your eyes tell you. Go back and look at it if you want to go back far as to go back to Georgia Tech and look at look at uh, Calvin Johnson. That could tell you a whole lot right there. Yep. Like D said, he changed the game. Big body, athleticism, fast, strong. He brought that to the NFL when it didn't have it. His whole career triple covered. This is really nothing to, else to talk about. I don't care about numbers. I care about what my eyes tell me. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. who should be like, they in the Hall of Fame, but they in there. <laughs> but they in there. Ridiculous. So, first ballot, well deserved. Yes. And he's and, and and he left the game in his prime. And that should tell you right there, he left the game in his prime. And the first time he has a chance to be on the Hall of Fame, he's, he's going in. he's going in. That's enough said right there, right, D? I agree with that. Most 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 NFL players that probably are still in their prime and retire are probably not going to be first ballot. hmm But this but he is for a reason. He changed the position at the wide receiver spot. Yeah. He brought something new, something fresh. Mm -hmm. And you was able to see it every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Either it was at one o'clock, either it was at 415 or 425. (laughs) You were able to see it. And when you seen it, you was like, wow, did that just happen?
0: And yes, it did happen Watching <laughs> Calvin Johnson, man So
1: yes, man First ballot Well-deserved Calvin Johnson Into the NFL Hall of Fame
0: Yeah, yeah And Kevin Dunbar Talking about I don't know if he top 10 Top 10, Warton That's another conversation We'll hold that We'll hold that Kevin Dunbar You should be ashamed of yourself And you sicking me
1: Yeah, I, I You know what? We need to have a conversation, man We will
0: we will yeah. We're gonna get Kevin Dunbar here on the sports desk and let him clean up that rhetoric. He was shooting off in uh, uh, my text messages with our guy Tyrone Copple, our college football correspondent. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up today's show. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, we experienced a couple power outages, man. And, this is our third time recording the show, man. But we got it done. We got it good. So I'm not gonna jinx nothing. I'm gonna hurry up and get off this, uh <laughs> get off this microphone. But y'all hit us up, man. Let's talk sports. NBA playoffs are popping. It's going on. Anything that y'all want to challenge that me and Black said, y'all hit us up, man. Talk to us, man. You can find me, Deadra L Higgs Jr on Twitter, on Instagram, at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Hit up the Reducer on Sports page as well on Instagram. And let's talk sports, man. Give us your opinions. Give us your thoughts, man. We would love to hear Black, where can they find you?
1: Oh, yeah. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it, man. Like D said, playoffs. Everything's going, going wild. We can discuss this, man, and talk about it. We love. This is our favorite time of the year, playoff basketball. So y'all hit us up, man. All
0: right, man. Black, let me give you guys another show sometime this week, man, to kind of keep up what's going on in the NBA playoffs, man. So y'all sit tight. That will be on the way. Y'all be safe. Y'all be cool. Y'all take care of yourselves. Thank you for rocking with us for another episode. And we'll be talking to you guys very, very, very soon. All right, be cool. Are you to go? Are you
1: to go? Are, you go? Are, you go? Are you... Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk? Hey, this is reduced lunch. Sports, man. Come on now.
0: New Sports Desk.